Well, welcome to the July edition of the J.D. Power Travel Podcast. I'm Michael Taylor. I'm the Managing Director of Travel, Hospitality, and Retail at J.D. Power. I'm joined, as always, by Andrea Stokes, who's our practice lead for hotel and hospitality. Hello, Andrea. Hello. And Sarah Baggett, who is our producer and all around, you know, go-getter uh, and puts this stuff together and makes sure that we're on time. Uh, so hello, Sarah. Hey, Mike. Well, anyway, I, I guess to today's topic really is the release of the hotel study, which, of course, is in Andrea's bailiwick. And so, Andrea, what, what's the big headline uh, for, for your study this year in 2023 for hotels? Yes, thanks, Mike. Uh, so we uh, have the results of our 2023 hotel guest satisfaction study for North America. And uh, it's the 27th year of uh, publishing uh, the results for uh, the relevant hotel segments that we cover from luxury uh, hotels all the way to economy hotels and every everything in between. Uh, so we're excited to uh, provide the results to the industry. Uh, we uh, saw some interesting uh, movement. Uh, it is difficult for us to compare apples to apples because we did make several updates to our 2023 study. So year over year comparisons are a little bit difficult, but generally uh, I think the headline is that we uh, we are seeing the improvement in uh, hotels hiring staff uh, and bringing on more staff. Um, we are seeing the improvement there in our guest satisfaction uh, scores coming through. So that's really good news. We we do know that the Bureau of Labor Statistics has been reporting uh, increases in hiring and leisure and hospitality almost every month for the past year, if not longer. And so while the rate of increase, you know, might change month to month, it's always a net positive in terms of uh, the industry hiring uh, staff uh, to work in the hotels. So that's good news. Um, it does seem like guests are are responding positively to this, especially in more of the full service segments like luxury and upper upscale, where you know staff service tends to have a little bit uh, higher weight in uh, in our overall satisfaction scores. So. Uh, that's that's really good news. You know, we know hiring has been very challenging for hospitality. Um, it's hard it's hard to bring back uh, hospita- hospitality talent after the pandemic, and it's hard to find new talent to come into the industry. But we do, you know, see those positive labor statistics numbers really having um, a positive impact. Something else that we added uh, to our, our study this year was a little bit of a deep dive on hotel common areas, such as, you know, lobbies. Uh, basically, this came out of an idea that uh, there are a lot of remote workers out there now. And uh, the idea that, you know, remote workers might be working from a hotel and whether they're a local uh, person or a person actually staying overnight in the hotel, uh, that workers tend to be using hotel lobbies more maybe than in the past. 
Um, they're not really looking necessarily to just be stuck in their room on their laptop and they do um, kind of seek out a little bit more of a, you know, social area of the, of the hotel property. And so uh, it's been interesting to, to sort of measure how important lobbies are, uh, especially in, um, again, in, you know, limited service hotels and, uh, and maybe even full service hotels where guests are looking for lobbies that are warm and inviting. Um, they're definitely looking for modern lobbies as well. So something uh, that was something that was kind of interesting to us that that really popped up as having an impact on the overall uh, experience. Uh, we do, you know, last year we did report on uh, a decline in uh, perceptions of value for money. So we still measure that. Uh, we still are capturing satisfaction with value. And it's still top of mind for hotel guests. Room rates are still high. Uh, I think the shock uh, was a little bit higher last year uh, compared to 2021 in terms of how high room rates had jumped um, in all segments of the industry. But uh, you know, room rates are still high. Uh, I think perhaps guests are getting a little bit more used to paying the, the higher room rates. Uh, but that said, uh, you know, guests still are conscious of value for money. And, you know, if they're paying a higher room rate, they do have higher expectations. Even for an experience maybe that hasn't really changed generally uh, over the past few years. So it's just something for, you know, the industry to keep in mind um, as we as we move forward. So very excited, though, about the study, about the results. As I said, it's our 27th year. So it has uh, a, a lot of longevity and uh, it does get a lot of attention. So, Andrea, when, when, when people ask me about the airline industry and the price of a ticket, which I think is analogous to the price of a room. And, you know, the explanation I usually give is that the airlines are making a lot of top-line revenue but not seeing it on the profitability side because they can't utilize all the assets they have because of the pilot shortage. Are, so my question to you is, are the hotel companies making money at, at this time or, or is there some kind of financial impediment for them to make a profitable uh, year? That's a great question. Uh, yes, hotels are making more um, on the top line revenue side uh, because of those higher room rates, um, but that doesn't, you know, necessarily translate into occupancy. And I think the most recent occupancy numbers uh, are fairly flat over 2022. So, um, you know, you know, granted, some markets. Leisure markets, especially during the summer, right, they are seeing higher occupancy. There still is high travel demand out there. Uh, but when you look at the industry overall, you know, occupancy really hasn't uh, jumped um, that much. So that is that is an issue in terms of the bottom line uh, for hotel owners and operators uh, because they do, you know, while they can charge higher rates, you you do also want to see occupancy going up, or at least, you know, not 
you know, not going down. And the other question I was, while you were giving us the headlines there, that I had was, you know, the labor shortage in the hotel industry. Do people really see a big impact or the, are the hotels working around the labor shortage? I mean, what is basically the, what is the impact? And then what's the strategy of the airline, excuse me, I keep saying airline, that the hotels are using uh, to kind of get around this problem? That's a great question. I, you know, the, again, hiring in the leisure and hospitality sector has improved. Uh, so there are more staff working in hotels. So they, they are managing to attract workers. Uh, yes, you know, hotels, just like any other industry, are facing a labor shortage. Um, so they are raising wages, uh, which probably, you know, in the hotel industry is a long time coming. But that is helping. Uh, I think, you know, workers are seeing hospitality as, you know, a more attractive sector perhaps than in the past uh, in terms of wages. Also, hotels are trying to figure out, you know, what benefits, right, might attract workers, um, especially young workers. You know, they're, the, the industry is looking at uh, things like, um, you know, daily uh payroll rather than weekly or, you know, monthly, right? Uh, that seems to be kind of received positively by workers where they can actually get their paychecks on a daily basis instead of waiting uh, to be paid, you know, at the end of the week. Um, you know, there are other, I think, smaller benefits that hotels have kind of put forward as ways to attract younger workers, and, and including training, um, including perhaps meals, uh, especially in hotels that do have restaurants and, you know, have more of a food and beverage operation. So I don't think it's, it's completely solved yet, but it does seem like, you know, the hotel industry in general is doing a much better job at attracting workers. And I'm just wondering if I'm the atypical hotel stay person. I don't really care if someone cleans my room every night or every season, every afternoon. Uh, is that something that people are really expecting to see? Are they expect that to come back or, or do, they, do they not care? Uh, yes, we, do. we did capture that actually in our study this year in terms of whether, you know, daily housekeeping was a need to have or a nice to have. Actually, the results are, you know, generally split right down the middle, about 50-50 in terms of guests. There are, you know, a set of guests that do expect uh, daily housekeeping. Now, how that's defined, I think maybe a little more malleable. Um, Daily housekeeping you know, may not necessarily mean uh, changing out the bedding every day, but uh, guests perhaps do expect um, housekeeping in terms of taking out trash or uh, straightening up the room or, you know, you know, light cleaning, for example. So I think hotels are trying to figure that out still. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not necessarily someone who, you know, needs daily housekeeping 
when I'm staying at a hotel for more than one night. But uh, we'll continue to track this. You know, we are continuing to track this type of thing. And we're also tracking the types of requests. How often, you know, are guests actually requesting housekeeping services, right? And um, is that something that the hotels seem to be delivering on? So I'm not as odd as I think I am, that I don't need, you know, daily, you know, room cleaning. So that's right. actually good to hear. So Right. Well, thank you, Andrea. Um, well, we wanted to concentrate, obviously, on Andrea's uh, hotel release, but just as a reminder to everyone, the airport study, uh, which is one of my studies, uh, releases on September 20th, and we'll be having a webinar. And if you'd like to reach out to us to get a, if you haven't, don't have an invite to that webinar, Sarah Baggett can certainly send you one, or I can send you one as well. So September 20th is the release date for our airport study. And with that, we've reached the end of our July podcast. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank Andrea and Sarah uh, for contributing to this and organizing all of it and having some great information. And I'm Michael Taylor. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll see you next month. Mm-hmm.